For new music, upcoming events, and Normandy Records merchandise, visit our website at normandyrecords.com. Thanks for listening to the Normandy Records podcast. Welcome to the Normandy Records podcast. I am your host, Eric Sanchez. And uh, thank you all for listening, really. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for subscribing and following the podcast. If you follow the label, if you supported the label, thank you for that. Um, Truly means a lot. Uh, You know, this podcast has become a super cool uh, platform for just, you know, the people that listen and us over here who get to learn about all these creative people and their stories. It's been extremely, extremely fun. And uh, this is episode 20, so a little baby milestone to celebrate. So cheers to that, huh? And, uh, you know, it's super cool. So thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Seriously, I truly mean that. Um, Today's podcast, uh, our guest is Super Snack Supreme. Super Snack Supreme is an Instagram blog that tries snacks from all over the world. So uh, if it's rare and it's a, like super obscure and it's international and by international i mean not from america um then it's on super snack supreme so that's super cool make sure you follow super snack supreme if you want to know about all the cool snacks uh this conversation got really cool because we started talking about our favorite places to eat in los angeles and that's one of my favorite conversations i can have that conversation any day for hours because i just think la has some of the best food ever and i haven't traveled the world but I'm just convinced already that LA has some of the best food spots. It's just so diverse. You know, if you've never been to LA, like the food is one of the biggest attractions, I'd say. Um, before we get into the interview, though, I want to talk, uh, touch on something that's I've been following over the last week. Um, you know, I'm not one to talk about other people's business or, or, or just, you know, have that kind of approach to life. But I think it's important to talk about because it's something that's really important in the music industry, music scene, independent, whatever fucking um, segment or, 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 or tier or whatever that you're in. Um, a Southern California label by the name of Berger Records was accused of, of, I think it's more than accused at this point, but, you know, they had some very awful um, predatory activity that was happening under the label. And a lot of the bands and people within the label were exposed. And within, I think, 72 hours, the label was shut down. Uh, I think it's extremely sad um, that this type of operation was happening. I personally don't know Burger. I never knew Burger. I worked with people that worked with Burger or were associated with Burger in some form. But I never really met the guys. Um, it's absolutely fucking disgusting to think that that was happening. You know, when when young kids um, become fans of bands and fans of labels and companies and brands, you know, it's not fucking cool to take advantage of them. And 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 it's it's extremely sad. I hope these people get to heal. I hope that they get the space and the opportunity to heal from these 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 extremely dark events. Um, You know, uh, the music industry uh, this is not content that you can set an age limit on, right? So a 12-year-old could be a big fan of an artist just as much as a 52-year-old. And that's a big responsibility that you hold as someone who uh, is, is you know, creating that sort of platform and that sort of company or brand or environment. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't know, 
I, I, it's extremely dark. Um, I don't know. I just have to get that out of my head. I hope you're all doing well. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, please follow and please subscribe the Normandy Records podcast. If you're an Apple listener, give us a review. I appreciate you guys so much. Enjoy this conversation with Super Snack Supreme. Super Snack Supreme, welcome to the Normandy Records podcast. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. So, okay, explain to the people what Super Snack Supreme is. Um, so, Super Snack Supreme is an Instagram blog, I guess you could say, where I sample mostly international and I try to find really weird flavors of snacks. Mostly chips, but lots of other things, candies, whatever. And uh, I sample them, I take pictures of them, and I review them. Um, and I give them a score, 1 through 10. And uh, it's just for fun. I just started off going to grocery stores and being really curious and wanting to try um, like weird things in my, in my neighborhood. So I, I live close to Thai Town. And um, then people started telling me, um, you should review these and post them. And it started getting kind of popular. It's. I mean, it's very interesting. Like, I, I look at your page, and I don't even know that these snacks even exist. What led to you starting this blog? Well, I, usually I don't know that they exist until I see them. Um, I think it just, like, the origin of it is just curiosity. I grew up uh, in Orange County. Um, I had a lot of friends of different ethnicities, and I was always really interested in trying what they had to eat and I was always just a very curious eater. Um, so when I would go and uh, go to like, you know, the Asian grocery store or the Mexican grocery store or something like that, um, I always wanted to try something that I had never had before. And I would always buy like one thing that I didn't know what it was just to sample it and see if I liked it. And that was kind of the origin of, of the of the blog, I guess you could say. So where do you usually get your snacks? Like it, it can't be like a, like a Ralph's or a, like a regular grocery store, right? No. Um, so I have a bunch around the city. Um, there are some people who do these kind of reviews and they order their snacks online, mm-hmm. but I don't like to do that because I think the fun part for me is the discovery and also kind of the searching. So I have a bunch around the city um, like for Korean food and Korean snacks, I like to go to California market in K-Town off Western. Um, there's a lot of Japanese markets, but like, um, obviously Matsua is all over the place, but Nijia market and Marukai mm. market are really good for Japanese snacks. If you're in the San Gabriel Valley, you just go to like Great Wall and there's lots of Chinese snacks. 
I live in Thai town. I go to this little market called Siloam supermarket, which is, um, on Hollywood, pretty close to Western. Mm-hmm. So I just have like a bunch of spots that I've discovered just by either looking them up or walking past them. And then I now I just go down a frequenter of all these places and I know them really well. You let me try, well, you, you gave us um, the Apple Coca-Cola. Right. I thought that was just amazing. I thought it was really, really good. But then, like, halfway through the bottle, I kind of got sick of it. The first couple sips, though, were phenomenal. What did you think about that? Right. Um, so I would say that, I would say probably two-thirds of all the snacks that I, that I buy um, end up being just not that great not like not horrible not not good not horrible but it's not that good and and i actually don't most of the time i don't eat them all or i'll eat a i'll eat a few um and then there's like the outliers that are either really horrible like the bottom 10 percent, and then there are a few really good ones and there's like a upper echelon of just like really really good ones but a lot of times i have no idea which ones are going to be good and which ones are going to be bad usually it's a surprise um, the Coca-Cola apple was an w- interesting one. I thought, basically, they just mixed Coke. I thought it tasted like they mixed a Coke with um, the Sidral, oh, uh, yeah. Mundial, yeah. Like the, yeah. just like the, the, the Mexican apple soda. Yeah, yeah. I thought it tasted exactly like that. Like, they, I, they didn't really change up the, the uh, flavor. They just mixed the two together. That's what I thought. And I, I thought it was good, too, because I liked that flavor. But it was weird with the Coke, I thought. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, I mean, I liked it. I liked. It. I think I didn't have ice with it, but I think if I would have had some ice, it would have kind of made it a little more manageable. What's um? Yeah, you said you have a, yeah. a grading system. Can you go into what exactly how you determine that, or just like break it down for people? Sure, it's just out of ten. Um, a ten out of ten, I, and I usually do it in half half point. So you can have a ten out of ten, or a nine point five out of ten, or a nine out of ten. Uh, 10 out of 10 is a perfect score. It's really rare. I think I have over 600 reviews of snacks and I've given less than 15, um, 10 out of 10s. So it's really rare. I want the 10 out of 10s to really be something special. Um, so I didn't want to give out too many 10s because then it kind of <laughs> dilutes the, uh, the specialness of the snack. So 10 out of 10 is a perfect. It's usually, um, my raking system has three, components it needs to have really good flavor it needs to have really good texture and then like the um the kicker is what i call snackability in other (laughs) words in other words do i want to eat the entire bag yeah 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 because i can i can like the really like the flavor and texture of something but it might be like so strong that i'm like i can only eat one or two of these that's not a perfect snack then i my perfect snack is like I can't believe I just ate that entire bag in like 10 minutes. That's uh, a perfect see. score. Um, I've never given anything less than a two because I, I consider anything less than a two means I got physically sick from it. Like it made me, made me sick or vomit. And luckily I've never had that, but I've had a couple twos, which are just like, they're disgusting. I wanted to spit it out. Is it like, um, do you think you most have, of the snacks? Yeah. Do you think you have like a wide, like, like, uh, palette like for for flavor because i know there's some people that just don't like certain things oh totally um it's definitely my blog right so like <laughs> i have my own per- i definitely have my own personal taste 
Um, I really like sour things, either sour uh, candy. I like sour chips. Like I like salt and vinegar chips, and some people really don't like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of barbecue, and a lot of people like love barbecue chips or barbecue flavor. I don't usually go for that. I also am not a big chocolate eater, so I don't. Uh, I rarely review anything that's like made of chocolate. It's usually chips or like gummy candy or fruit or whatever, but rarely chocolate. So the, like that's just me. And you gotta. And when you're checking out somebody who reviews, you gotta like know what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. So that's just my personal preferences. I'm looking at your page right now, and it's so crazy how different all the <laughs> all the packaging is. It's like it just varies. It's so crazy. Uh, what's what's been the most like disgusting snack you've ever had that you can just you'll never forget how gross it is? Um, there's been a couple really gross ones, but the one that I remember the most was um, I got these wafers like they just like the old fashioned wafers, like, like uh suave crema mm-hmm. or uh, I think that's kind of like that style, except for it was like, it was a Chinese brand and it was durian flavor. And I don't hate durian, but it's not my favorite either. Um, you don't know, durian, it's like a really, really pungent, super fruit from like Southeast Asia. Can you say that again? And, it, it uh, cut off a little bit. Oh, uh, so durian is a, is a fruit a really stinky, pungent fruit from uh, Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Wafers were um, durian flavor, and I knew as soon as I opened the package that they were going to be awful. But uh, I tried it anyway, and I, I immediately spit it out. It was it was awful. It was just a terrible flavor. So that one I remember I remember off the top of my head. Um, there's been a couple of other really bad ones too, but that one I remember specifically. What's been What's been the best one? The one that. Um when you tried it, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm never letting these go. I'm going back and I'm getting 10. And, um, there's some really, really good chips out there. Um, the gold standard for me for chips are this brand called Torres Selecta. They're from Spain. They make these, um, black truffle chips, which I think are just like the best, best chips I've ever had. Those are super good. Um, in terms of sweet ones, there's this Korean snack. They're basically like little churros. They're really, really crispy churro. They look like churros and they taste like churros. That's like my favorite sweet snack. They're really good, uh, really crispy and good. Uh, those are the two I would go for. That's, so what, what do you think is the most iconic, just like mainstream snack? You by mainstream, you know what I mean, like the Doritos or the Lay's or the Oreos of the world. Yeah, so um, I would say in the snack community, Oreo and Kit Kat are probably the two biggest like brands, um, especially Kit Kat because Kit Kat they make special edition flavors. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so part of the snack community is like trying and reviewing the snacks, but there's also a lot of people who want to collect and get that rare, you know, that rare Kit Kat to sample. So that's like kind of part of the, um, the alert also. Are these snacks just like right under our noses when we just don't notice them? Cause like, I, again, I'm looking at your page and I, I can't recognize any of these outside of like, you know, the cheddar jalapeno Cheetos. Like I know those, but these other ones, are we just not looking for them or are you really, really got to search for these snacks? Well, I would say that it's really helpful 
to be to live in LA hmm. where we're surrounded. We got a lot of different communities and a lot of different markets. Like I live in really close to Thai town, like I was telling you, which is a really small community. We got a lot of little pockets where they have like, you know, their own unique grocery stores that carry their own unique snacks from central America or from Southeast Asia. So that's really helpful. But um, if you're only shopping at Ralph's or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or something, you're probably not finding all of, like the really weird snacks. You just got to go to um, you got to go to a different type of market. And so instead, you just got to be a little bit adventurous. They're all over the place. We're surrounded by these markets in LA. Um, so instead of just going to Ralph's, go into like you know going to an Asian supermarket is, that's probably just as close. And then you'll find all that stuff. Um, so it's not super hard to find, but you do have to do, you have to take an extra step and go and be adventurous. Okay. So you've mentioned the snack community multiple times. What is this snack community? What's it like? Um, it's just a lot of, a lot of the same people who it's, it's a small community because there's not a lot of people who do, who are as dedicated to, buying these snacks and taking pictures of them and reviewing them and posting them uh, and answering questions and all that kind of stuff. You really got to be into it. So there's like, a, once you do this kind of stuff for so long, like this is almost three years I've been doing it now. You kind of start to see who the other people are who are also doing similar things. And especially other cool people who are like, you know, they, they're doing it in a cool way or they're doing it in a slightly different way from you. Um, so it's, it's not like, you know, there's not a club or anything like that. It's just <laughs> a lot of, it's just like a lot of cool, it's just a lot of cool people who are doing something similar and it's such a niche that it's kind of interesting to see when other people are doing the same thing, especially when they're, you know, they're from all over the world. So other parts of America or from Europe or, or Asia and, um, and then you get to see what they're sampling and it might be a lot different than what you have. So. Do people ever like contact you or send you uh, send you snacks or complain about your reviews? Um, no complaints. Um, I I that would be really weird to get complaints. <laughs> um, but uh, thankfully that would be that would be strange. But um, yeah, I've gotten a bunch of people who have sent me stuff in the mail, which is really sweet. I always um, thank them profusely. I never um, I never ask anybody to send me anything because I don't want to be beholden anyone i don't want them to expect me to do like uh to give them a 10 out of 10 or anything like that but uh, and it's not all the time i would say it's a couple times a year i get something sent to me like someone will, um in the midwest wants to send me these chips that are only at this one store and uh they want to send them to me because they want me to review them or on a rare occasion i'll get like some sort some small brand who wants me to review them um they'll send me stuff in the mail that's pretty um, cool. Uh, I have one reviewer who was from Istanbul. She was super sweet. She sent me a bunch of Turkish snacks and and things. So I do get stuff in the mail sometimes. It's it's rare, but it's it's really nice. Um, and um, I'm always hoping that I just get sponsored. And people start sending me snacks because uh, it adds up. But I I love it. So how much do you spend if you don't mind me asking on snacks? Do you set a like limit per month or yeah? Like do you set a limit or you just like fuck it whatever I want. I don't have a, I don't have a limit, but, um, if I'm at this, I probably go to the store to look specifically for snacks, maybe twice a month. 
Um, and then when I'm out shopping just normally, I'll also will kind of peruse to see if there's anything um, special. Mm-hmm. I would say I spend fifty dollars a month on snacks, which is a lot. It's probably more than most. Um, but, uh, I have like a snack stash, so I just eat whatever I want. And I know, I know eventually I'll get to everything. Do you, I mean, at this point, and this might sound kind of weird, but at this point, do you just buy snacks to feed the, like the blog or do you still have like snacks that you just don't like share with the world? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to review this. I just want to eat these because <laughs> I don't want to have to think about it. Um, there are so, like sometimes I see a chip and I'm like, that's going to be a great review. So I know for certain I'm going to review it. Um, I definitely buy my own snacks um, that I know like I'm not going to review. Like I might just buy, you know, some hot Cheetos or something. Like I know I'm not going to review this, but I just want to eat it. Um, and just enjoy it without having to worry about reviewing. And then sometimes I, I get snacks with the intent to review it. And I just decide, nah, I don't really want to review this one. And that's, that's fine. No, and nobody will know. So it's all, it's all for me. That's the, that's the beauty of having the blog is it's, it's mine. Um, and one of the things that I set out to do is like some of the, some other review accounts, they only do chips or they uh-huh. only do candy or they only do this or that. I don't do that because I, I want to review whatever I want. So that's how it always is. Um, if you go to it, you'll see sometimes I, I, I like to review fruit, like apples and other things. So it's, it's really like whatever I want to review. Have you, and this might be a little too deep for snacks, but have you learned anything about the cultures from eating their snacks? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, you learn like what kind of flavors are important. Um, I think that if you were, I think that snacks are like the thing that everybody eats, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. It doesn't matter how poor you are. Like Bill Gates eats some chips sometimes, right? (laughs) So um, snack flavors are a good reflection of the community and what they like to eat. So, um, you know, I, I haven't been to a lot of the places that I try foods from, but I am a curious eater on top of just snacks. You know, I just like to go, um, especially pre-COVID, you know, eat eat out and try things. I know that you and I and Kayla, we, we've gone to get Salvadorian food. And I, I'm just a curious person, Joe. I want to try everything. And I um, I like eating all different types of food. So it's a, it's a really it's an eye-opener for me. Um, I'm rich. So I'm rarely surprised anymore because I've been doing and trying so many things. But uh, there are still occasions where I'm surprised by by flavors, which is cool. I mean, it's it's just wild. Like, um, do you have any allergies? You, ha- you must have zero allergies, right? No, no allergies. Yeah, no, luckily, yeah. no allergies. And I and truly, I like I'm not grossed out by anything. Like, I will try. I'll pretty much try anything. Which is also pretty important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let you enjoy a lot of things. Um, yeah. The, the, what I'm what I'm about to ask you now is not a snack, but it is. It's like you know, it's it's good food. What do you think is the best taco spot? And this is a two part question. What do you think is the best Ooh. taco spot in L.A.? And why do you hate on Avenue Twenty Six in Highland Park? 
Okay, good, good question. Um, so this might be controversial because these are this is a, a Marisco's place, not like like standard tacos. But my favorite place to get tacos in LA, uh, I think it's the best, is uh, Marisco's Cuatro Vientos, which is um, it's on Olympic, and I can't remember the other cross street, but um, that's my favorite place. My uh, best buddy and I, um, we found it randomly like on accident many many years ago now and um that's my favorite place um they have like the most amazing like ensenada fish tacos the um ceviche tostadas and like uh they have like the 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 tacos dorado with like the red sauce on it with uh, with shrimp um the best uh i wish i could be eating there right now honestly <laughs> um why do i hate on avenue 26 I'm not a hater, actually. I used to be the biggest Avenue 26 Caucus fan. fan. Um, my best buddy and I, we used to go all the time. We started going and we, we found it in Lincoln Heights in 2014. And we used to go all the time and it was just a little stand. Uh, we never had to wait. It was just, just a really hardworking, cool crew. Just had their, their stuff. They had that big vat of like boiling, you know, like innards and stuff. It was just amazing tacos, dollar each, everything, all you could want. My problem with it now is it turned into a kind of a circus. <laughs> like so many people, so many people found out about it. And I, and I'm happy for those guys because the, the guys who started it, they're, they were hardworking. So I'm glad that, um, they, I'm hoping that they reap the benefits of it. But I can't go anymore because I don't want to. I don't want to have to wait for parking. I don't want to have to wait in line for twenty minutes for my taco. Um, and that last time I went, probably like a year and a half ago now, people were selling like fidget spinners and all these <laughs> other like things on the side. It kind of made me sad because the best part about Avenue Twenty Six. And by the way, the tacos are still really good. They're amazing tacos. Yeah, the good. taco quality didn't. Taco, the taco quality didn't go down. Um, it's just like, it was this big kind of like scene there now. And I, I was like, there's so many good tacos uh, in LA. Um, honestly, my favorite taco, other than my, my one spot that I mentioned, is it was like this guy that has a stand down the street from where I live. And I think for the most part, that's usually the, the best tacos because... They're the freshest, and it's usually just somebody making it for you. Have so. you ever had taconazo? They're fish tacos. I have had it. It's also really good. That is iconic to me. Taconazo is one of the best. In, in It's not really the city of L.A. anymore, but I right. was going to say here in L.A. Um, I have a, right next to where I live is, um, is uh, Leo's Tacos, which is super popular, too. What do you think? What do you think about Tito's tacos? Um, and iconic to LA, the awful tacos. The, think- the, I can't, I can't, I can't get with Tito's. Um, <laughs> I swear, I swear, I cut, I cut my mouth on their on their tortilla shell or their taco shells every single time. You think they're, they're so gross? Sharp. You think they're really? I think bad. they're pretty gross. Really, the meat, the meat is awful. The guacamole is not made from avocados. It's green, but I don't know what it's made out of. I mean, sometimes you just want something like that tastes good. That's fine. Like, like that's cool. But I don't know. It's like its own unique thing. I don't. Th- I don't think we can compare it with other tacos. 
so that's the thing i don't think that they're representative of tacos in la i don't think i don't not, even think they're right like, exactly yeah. they're not they're not the same but for for if i'm gonna have a hard shell i i'm okay with that i guess you know but like to me it's a hard shell taco not just a taco it's a hard shell taco but look i'm i'm i've hated on tito's in the past and I'll admit it, but I, I think I'm starting to romanticize it a little bit and give it a little bit more respect. I think it deserves this. I think it does deserve respect. Um, I think it's like they established themselves and they became iconic in a, uh, in a big city that's full of really good food. So yeah. that says something about it. I don't think it's not for me, um, but I have eaten it many times. So I think that goes to show you that like I'm actually still down for Tito's. It's just... It's never my choice. Like, it's never my first choice to go to Tito's, All right. Well, fuck it. Since we're on the conversation, what are some of your top places to eat in L.A.? For, for, and, okay, let me ask that differently. You're not answering an Angelino. You're answering that for someone who's visiting L.A. for the first time. Someone is, okay, so um, I'll preface this by saying I live, you know, I, my time in L.A. has been spent mostly in Silver Lake, Echo Park, Hollywood areas. Um, so most of my places are going to be focused on that. I would say my favorite place to eat in LA and also best thing for your buck is a place called Mitza, which is, um, Israeli Mediterranean, um, on sunset in Silver Lake. That's one of my favorite places to eat. Um, and then right down the street from there, Pining Crane is delicious. I love to eat there. Um, I like to eat, I can't always afford it, but I like to eat at this place called All Time, which is in um, Los Feliz. It's a great place, um, breakfast, but also dinner. Um, yeah, I think those are my, those are like my top spots. Um, other than my taco spot, Mauricio's Cuatro Vientos is my other spot. I think um, whenever I, no one asks me this, by the way, it's not like I have to answer this question often, but whenever I think of this hypothetical question, I always put Dino's chicken at the top of the list. Dino's on Pico. I've never had that. Dino's to me is just like, you know, right in the middle of LA, horrible, horrible parking, just like a busy street. It's Pico Boulevard between Normandy and Vermont. And it's just kind of grimy, but the chicken is consistent. It has tasted the same for like my entire life. So I always, I, that's going to be good and you're going to have to fight for it, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there was a time (laughs) because they just remodeled it recently. There was a time where eating there was its own experience, but it's much nicer now, but the food is still, well, that's that's always the case. It was the best place. Exactly. Exactly. So, so those would be your restaurants. If somebody was like, Hey, I'm, I, I have a 24 hours in LA. Like what are the restaurants you would, you would recommend? Those would be the ones. Well, like, especially if they're from the East Coast, I would, or something like that. I guess you could say, somebody might say In-N-Out, which is fine. Uh, yeah. um, I think, I think Apple Pan is, like, classic, iconic LA. Um, I would say you got to go to Apple Pan. Apple Pan is great, um, yeah. Apple Pan is amazing. Um, I would say probably something, like, that's super, quote-unquote, LA, like, um, like Justa or something like that, a place where you're going to get like a, a fancy sandwich and coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then like get something really good for dinner. Like, um, what's that? Um, shoot. It's, uh, it's slipping off the top of my tongue. Um, what's the, uh, the Oaxacan place that's like, uh, in peace. Yeah. Well, oh. the like someplace like that, like that's like a pretty amazing like place. That's like super LA and super different. You're not going to get that pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. Gilagetza is great. That's uh, on Olympic and Normandy. Uh, Oaxacan restaurant. Right. I love, I love that. I love that. Place. Their mole tamales are the first time I ever had one up. I was like, this thing is humongous, but it's delicious. <laughs> right. delicious. Right. That's a, that's an amazing place. Um, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned like Eastside Deli, like Eastside Italian Deli over there by Dodger Stadium. Have you been oh, there? Oh, uh, Felipe or Philippe? No, no, not Philippe's. Eastside Italian Deli. It's at the bottom of the hill of Dodger Stadium. I've never had that. I mean, you could also put like Bay Cities on there if you were like, I mean, Langers. I think I would got to add Langers to the list. Langers is one of my favorites ever. Like 24 hours in LA, probably got to eat at Langers too. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. You have to pick a restaurant for each meal. Go. Ooh, breakfast. Okay, breakfast, I'm going to um, All Time. It's my favorite breakfast place. That's in Los Feliz. Um, lunch, I'm going to Langer's. And for dinner, I'm going to Guadalajara. Uh, that's not bad, man. That's, my, that's, that's not bad. My, that's my, my breakfast, lunch, dinner. I think that's, that sounds pretty good, actually. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. I give, <laughs> I give that a thumbs yeah. up. I've never been to All Time's, but I give that a thumbs up. Yeah. Hey man, is there anyone else that like uh, that you know personally that you, that's also doing this like super snack like the snack blog, or is this all people that you've met virtually? I've never met anybody else who does it. Um, just people I've met online. I've never met anybody else. Um, but I do have friends, or not just friends, but anybody. I I, I always ask for fans if they want to do it to do guest reviews. Uh, I always, I actually really love it when they do it. Because um, they put their own little spin on it, and usually really, really funny and cool. So I always encourage people to like, if you want to do a guest review, like go ahead, just buy the snack, do the review. You can do it however you want, and then just send it to me, and I'll post it. So okay, I would so, love when people do that. So if someone's listening and wants to do their own review, they can just hit you up on Instagram, and then set that up with you. Absolutely, just DM, just DM me, and uh, I would actually love it. That'd be so fun. Hey, have you heard of that guy that's on YouTube who tries old uh, military meals? No, but that sounds amazing because they're probably really awful. Yeah, he tries. Um, he has like really old, like like tuna cans and like crackers and cheese or whatever from from. Like, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, the, the snack community is is full of like really niche things like that, where it's like, oh, I only. A lot of people will be like, I only sample these, like do this kind of snack. Um, I think where I differ is that I, I just kind of review whatever I want a lot of times. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, but I remember reading something about it and he like, he generates like, like $8 million a year or something like that of just trying these like. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would absolutely love that. I would love for that to happen to me. Uh, Maybe (laughs) one day. I would love that. Yeah, I forget his name, but whoever's listening, I'm sorry. There, if you just YouTube like guy on YouTube who who tries old military snacks, right. you'll find them. 
Um, no, there's. A, I mean, there's some really big snack accounts that have like millions and millions of followers. But to be honest with you, I think a lot of them are really lame. Most of them are just people who go to the grocery store, take pictures of something new that they see at the store, but they don't actually try it or review it. Or they're so big that they're, they're getting stuff sent to them in the mail by big brands. And in which case, I don't necessarily trust their reviews because I'm like, well, maybe they're getting bought. So, uh, I see. Is there is there a page that you follow that you are a fan of? Um, so what my, my favorite snack account other than myself is called in the chips with Barry. Um, he's this, um, not old, but older guy. He lives in San Jose. I think he works in the tech industry. He just does really funny, cool reviews. And, uh, I, I love him. I always comment on all of this stuff. He's a, he's a cool guy. I always root for him. Chips by Barry. You said in, it's called in, in the chips with Barry in the chips with a Barry. Okay. Yeah. What do, what do you think the most value is that people get from from blogs like these? I think that um, with more some of the more standard ones, like people are interested in seeing whether or not they should buy this thing. Like, is it actually as good as people say? Um, for mine, I don't think it's like that because I don't think a lot of people are finding the snacks that I try. For me, it's more of a curiosity or like some sort of escape. Like, oh, look how exotic this snack is. That sounds so interesting or so cool. Um, or maybe it's just so weird, you know? So I think that is part is part of what draws people to mind. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is entertaining. It is interesting to see these things. And I mean, have you, has anyone ever hit you up saying, Hey, I saw you review it and now I'm, I'm hooked. It's my favorite snack. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, on occasion, um, I'll get, I'll get like a, a snack that's from a smaller, um, like a smaller business or something like that. And I'll get like a thank you or they'll leave me a comment. Um, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, let us send you something. Um, there's like this little snack, um, distribution called munch pack, um, where they, it's like a subscription service where they send you a little, a little package of international snacks in the mail each month. So like, um, I reviewed a couple snacks and they, they sent me, like a munch pack in the mail, stuff like that. But, That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, sometimes it's really cool. That's super cool. So what kind of snacks do you have on deck right now, ready to review in the next coming days? Or how often do you review, actually? So I actually only eat snacks pro- a few days a week. A lot of my reviews are like later gram, quote unquote. Um, so usually like the snacks that I, that I post are actually snacks I've tried probably like a month before. Right now I have some like, this Japanese brand Kalbi mashup with some Cheetos. I got some weird like pasta sauce flavored chips and um, yeah, just a couple things like that. Some, some really weird like fish sauce flavored chips, things like that. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Um, shoot, man. I think that's it, man. I, I want to thank you for coming on and chatting about snacks and LA restaurants. It's some of my favorite conversations. Uh, where yeah, can people, where, where, can people fo- where can people follow you on Instagram or any other platform? Um, you can follow me at Super Snack Supreme. Um, my personal Instagram is Barry Bond, Barry with the E. Um, you can follow me at either of those. 
Hey, dude, you need a YouTube channel. Um, I did start one, but I didn't really take it. It hasn't really taken off yet, but maybe are you, eventually. Are you on TikTok? I'm not, but I've been told I need to get on it. Dude, absolutely. That would that would be great on TikTok. It's the perfect content. I know. I think so, too. All right, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, man. You, too. For new music, upcoming events, and Normandy Records merchandise, visit our website at normandyrecords.com. Thanks for listening to the Normandy Records podcast.